a good Erev Yom Kippur to all my friends, to all Talmidim, to anyone that gets the opportunity to listen to this Erev Yom Kippur, Devar Torah and stories. I debated if I was going to give a um, Erev Yom Kippur, Devar Torah podcast, but after listening and being inspired by Rabbi Sacher Franz Schlitter, who should be gesund stark in his, his um, great, great um, Shabbos, uh, Tshuva Drasha, um, I felt that it would be worthwhile for me to impart maybe some things I, uh, that I heard from him and um, also s- some other aspects as well. So without further ado, we'll just uh, get down to the brass tacks um, but before I do say it, I do uh, want to say we should, we should be refuah shleimer for Rabbi Fran Yisachar Dov <coughs> Ben Chaya Bracha. Should have a ganzer refuah. Rabbi Fran has been giving the um, tshuva drasha in the city of Baltimore for over thirty years. It's the first time that he wasn't able to do it live. Unfortunately, there was a um, a recording that was recorded, I guess, earlier to a different tzibur. And they use that as the link. Um, anyone that can listen to the entire drush, I'd urge you to listen to it. If not before Yom Kippur, after Yom Kippur, because it's a timeless drush, and he's a, 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 he is really a neches for Klal Yisrael, a gift of Klal Yisrael, and a Kaddish Baruch should watch over him. Um, but before we speak about uh, some thoughts and some stories that I heard from him, we know we're holding today in the um, last... Um, last day before Yom Kippur, we've started this uh, trek already going back to Rosh Chodesh Elul. This is the 39th day. Tomorrow's going to be the 40th day. And I heard from a friend of mine this morning who said that it's similar to the going into the Arboim saw of the mikvah. Today is like the 39th saw that's put into the mikvah. Tomorrow will be the 40th saw that's put into the mikvah. And the mikvah... We know not only the halacha that one should go to the mikvah on Erev Yom Kippur. Uh, I myself debated if I was going to go to the mikvah because of corona. And uh, last year I didn't go. I did what's called Tisha Kavin, like many of the Rabbanim Paskin. But this year I decided to make the plunge. I tried to do it in a time when a lot of people weren't there. I was able to be able to, to get in and out quickly. And I hope and pray that the Rabbanu should watch over all of us. Uh, we're all familiar with the fact that Yom Kippur itself is a mikveh. As the Mishnah says in Mesech, the Yuma Amr B'Kiva Ashrechem Yisrael. Klai Yisrael should be happy. The day of Yom Kippur is a day of joy, of happiness. In front of who are you being metire? We have the ability to cleanse ourselves. And who's the one that cleanses us? Our Father in Heaven, we say, Mikveh Yisrael Hashem, the Kla Yisrael goes into the Mikveh of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, and it's Metaris Yisrael, Maha Mikveh Metaris HaTameyim, just like the Mikveh is Metaris HaTameyim, Af HaKadosh Baruch Hu is Metaris Yisrael. And even though we have trepidation, and we know that we are lacking in many, many areas, but all the Svarim say that we have to be Besimcha, and we have to be joyous, as the Gemara says in Mesech Tatainis, Lahayu Yom Tovim Yisrael. One of the days was Yom Kippur. 
a day of slicha mechila, we have the ability to be matir ourselves, the ability for us to remove the blemishes that we have from all of the affairs that we've done, and that we try our best to take upon ourselves the darche hatshuva and the eske kadosh baruchu, and that's what we'll be doing during the entire day of Yom Kippur, asking for a slicha mechila and kapara, as Hashem, not only for us but for God's Klal Yisrael. We're going to start this evening with Kol Nidre, and uh, I saw that Rav Yashiv brings down that the concept of Kol Nidre, which has a very, very special part in the hearts of every Jew throughout the world. Many people who don't even normally go to shul, but they end up going for Kol Nidre. And uh, Rav Yashiv brings down that the Takon of Kol Nidre was really started because of the Tukufa of the Anusim in the times of the Spanish Inquisition, when the Jews were underneath the Catholic Church and they had to hide their religion, and uh, they had all kinds of Yisurim, they were tortured and everything else, and they had to hide their Judaism. And many, many people weren't able to be omitted in the Nisayan, and they even, had, they even kept many of the non-Jewish laws on the outside, but inside, they always were very, very believe, believable people who believed in HaKadosh Baruch Hu, and the Chadri Chadorim, the Eitakazayis of Matzah, they picked up the Esri, they took the Lulav and Sukkis, and when it came Yom Kippur, these Anusim who felt that they had been uh, detached from their Jewish religion, their shuls, you know, similar to what we've been going through these days, we haven't been able to go to shuls, last year and everything else, but they had a lot more, they had a lot harsher, uh, they had a lot harsher situations, but they wanted to be part of Klai So they would go to the shul, and in the shuls, the clandestine shuls that they had, so the tzibur would say, they would allow themselves, they, they would be matter the nadarim, the matter the, 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 um, the detachment of these people. And the truth is, Rabbi Yashiv says that it could be these Anusim who remained in their hearts, in the heart of the hearts, in the true hearts. They remained as Jewish as they possibly could be. Who knows if today people who on the outside we look like we might be a lot more holy, but on the inside are we truly holy? Well, those people on the outside might have looked not to be so holy. But they were Nemon and they were Shemir Terah Mitzvahs as best as they can. And the the main thing is we realize that everyone gathers together on this day of Yom Kippur for a Slicha Kapara. And that's what we hope and that we aspire for. And we daven that all of Klai Yisrael, all of Klai Yisrael, all of Klai Yisrael on each level throughout the world should get this Ruach HaKadusha, Ruach of Tahira. Um, and there should be a slicha kapara for all of Klaus, and we should be zayichem mitzvahem to a good sweet year. Rav France spoke beautifully about the times and situation that we're in, from the corona, from the epidemic, Kadosh Baruch Hu awakening us to the terrible episode in Moron, the forty-five that were taken to the. Erev Shvuas of the Kalina, to the Staliner, to the in, in Stalin, to the 
collapse of the condominium in Surfside, Florida. And he raised the point that many, many people say, well, you know what, there were too many people in Maron, there were too many people in, in Kailin. Oh, the building laws really weren't good in, in Surfside. And now they're finding all kinds of other other situations. There was a miracle here in Eretz Israel just a few days ago. Uh, the fire department went in and they immediately sent everybody out of the building in Tiveria. And within minutes after everyone left, without taking anything out, the building collapsed. It was a miracle. A nest you might not have heard about in America. Mamash a nest which took place. The main thing we want to bring out is that it's a mistake to think that all of these things have to do with the natural events. For sure, we have to be misdudishtadlis. If we don't realize that HaKadosh Baruch Hu is the one that decided that buildings, which normally do not collapse, they are going to collapse, that for generations upon generations, there were crowds that came to Moron and nothing happened. Sure, it might have been a miracle, but HaKadosh Baruch Hu is the one that made sure those miracles took place. HaKadosh Baruch Hu is showing us a world of epidemic that we ourselves have to recognize it's not science, it's not the world the way man makes, but it's really the, the world that HaKadosh Baruch Hu makes. And HaKadosh Baruch Hu is trying to get us to have that awareness. And when he received the first vaccine, he said, he exclaimed in front of the non-Jewish nurse, to recognize that HaKadosh Baruch Hu is the one that brought the vaccine into the world. And again, if you listen to Rabbi Fran's speech, you'll hear a lot more. I just want to re- uh, say over some stories that he said over, which some practical applications of what does a Kodesh Bochur really want from us? The first thing he wants, our awareness. And the second thing, want, thing he wants is that we should follow in the ways of Hashem. And he pr- spoke about the concept of Hatzna Lechas Im Hashem One should go in the ways, in the modest ways. Modesty, you said, is not just a din for a Jewish woman and a Jewish girl to dress a certain way. It's for Jewish men, all of us, that we should have an attitude that we shouldn't be from the generation that flaunts it, we should be from the generation that hides it, that hides even our milas. And he said over a fantastic story that a woman called her called him recently and said about that she has a son who married a woman in the, in the 30s, and this woman, it ended up that they needed a heart transplant. And the woman ended up being in a hospital, and she was in, I think, Columbia Presbyterian in the beginning of 2020, in the height of corona, waiting for a heart transplant. She ended up wait, being there, and the epidemic was surrounding her. People were dying left and right. She, was, she didn't have her husband. She didn't have her family. She was all alone in this hospital for seven weeks. She literally went bananas being all alone. Eventually, they were successful in getting her a heart, a heart donator, and she was able to have a successful heart transplant. She was released from the hospital after going through what she went through. She went home, and things seemed to be all right on the surface, but they weren't all right on the surface. They weren't all right in the, in, in the depths of things because she literally had become a basket case. Seeing and being alone for so many weeks and seeing all the deaths that were surrounding her, 
She literally went into a tailspin. She needed heavy-duty therapy. She wasn't able to be alone. She wouldn't leave her house. This is an episode which took place. And after much time, she went, she was called um, post uh, um, uh, PDST, I think it's called again, right? PSDT, and she had post-stress uh, syndrome. Eventually, she was able, with therapy and everything else, and her husband supporting her, they finally convinced her she has to take a trip. She has to take a trip. And she didn't want to take the trip. She didn't want to leave the home. But eventually, she decided with the therapist that she's going to go back to Columbia Presbyterian Hospital. And she went, she flew to New York and she went and she met with a woman who was going through the same operation that she was going through. And she said to the woman, I want you to know I went through this operation. I had a successful operation. She ended up giving encouragement to this woman. And what was amazing was she hid the fact that she herself had gone through a lot of trauma. She did it in a modest fashion. She didn't go and and flaunt the fact, oh, I'm coming up here to help you. No, I'm just a Jew who wants to help out another person. And this is an attitude that if we could somehow instill within ourselves to do chasadim for people. He mentioned that there are many, many uh, educators, mechandchim, who end up making chasnas, and then when it comes to time to pay the um, the caterer, the caterer tells him the bill was paid. Who paid the bill? Oh, there was someone. I don't know. I don't know who it is. I just got a check in the mail and it says, it should be for this and this chasna, and the bill is completely paid. That's Those are acts of chesed which are done modestly. And who do we learn this from? We learned it from the Rabbani Shalom. The Rabbani Shalom is Hatzna Lecha Hashem Lekecha. Look what HaKadosh Baruch does for us. HaKadosh Baruch is constantly doing Hatayvis for us. And therefore, we ourselves should emulate HaKadosh Baruch We should also act in such a fashion. He mentioned a friend of mine, Rav Ben Yom Kalbach, is the son-in-law of our great Roshiva, Rav Benish Finkel, Zeichat Hanuk Levracha. Rav Benish was the son of Reblaze Yehuda Finkel, the son of the Altar of Salbatka. He was the Rashiva in the Mir Yeshiva, but no one knew that he was the Rashiva in the Mir Yeshiva. He would hide behind the facade that there was the Rashiva of Chaim Shulevitz, and he just stood on the side. The truth is, he raised all the funds, he even gave Shiurim, but even in his Shiurim, he would always uh, do it in a very, very quiet way. His son-in-law, Rav Binyamin, said over that when he first got married, he ended up spending Shabbos by his father-in-law. In the middle of the night, he had to go to the, relieve himself in the bathroom. When he got up, he saw that his father-in-law was putting around in the kitchen. When he looked in, his father was a little like putting around, like an older person putting around the kitchen. He's a little bit like uh, bewildered by it. He decided to do a little investigation. He kept the door open, and he ended up seeing from his room to the kitchen, he saw that his father-in-law was really learning. And this was the derech of his father. He wouldn't learn in front of people. I remember coming into his house many, many times. I read about it in the book. But they also mentioned he would have a mishnayis, he would have gemaras, he would learn, and then he would have a newspaper. When someone would walk in, he quickly would cover the gemara with a newspaper as if he wasn't learning. This is a special madrega of a person learning uh, in, a, in a fashion that he doesn't show off and Refran himself said an uh, interesting quip. 
He said, I got to be honest with you. If I was learning at two o'clock in the morning, I would want my son-in-law to see me learning two o'clock in the morning. I want him to say, oh, he has a chash v'shver. Rabbi Benish, he wanted to say, he wanted his son-in-law not to know that he has a chash v'shver. Shver doesn't do anything, doesn't see anything. This is a midah that we should try to inculcate into ourselves. There's a lot more that we could talk about on Erev Yom Kippur. But if we could just give over this message to be aware that HaKadosh Baruch Hu is ruling the world and HaKadosh Baruch Hu is with us at all times. To be aware that we have an ability to do things modestly and to help another person. And when we do that, HaKadosh Baruch Hu will look at us and hopefully he will see our actions and he will grant us a slicha mechila kapara. I want to wish everybody a meaningful fast. We should be zoicha mitzvah shem, a gemar chasimah toiva. We should be zoicha to the coming of Mashiach Tzidkenu, the mehir of Yameinu, Amen, Vamein. Thank you very much for listening. We want to thank jfoundations.com. If you could sponsor any of our activities, it would be another way of addressing and being able to give over Torah to other people. Go on the website and show your support. Thank you very much for joining us.